Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. There's nothing worse than feeling disappointed in your own life. Do you often go to bed feeling defeated and wake up feeling behind? Did you expect your life to be more than it is? At Redemption Unveiled, we are dedicated to helping you build a life that fulfills you. Because we believe you should love the only life you get to live. Hi, I'm Haley, and I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Redemption Unveiled. I'm very thankful that you're joining me again. I wanted to start off by saying thank you very much to everyone has who has been able to take the time to leave me a review. It actually has meant a lot to me, and I really do appreciate it. So if you are listening to this and if you have enjoyed some of the podcasts, I would love it if you as well would leave a review. Um, I really appreciate it. So thank you. And thank you for everyone who has shared on social or messaged me. Thank you. I very much appreciate each and every single one of you. So today's episode, I have my little sister on, and I think you're going to get a kick out of her because I get a kick out of her, and I don't know. I just love her. So have you guys ever looked at your life and wondered how you got where you are? Well, today on the podcast, um, me and Ivy are going to discuss this exact thing and how life can sometimes take us places that we never planned to go, but you know, it does seem like sometimes that's where the best adventures take place, don't you think? So you're going to really enjoy this episode, and I am excited to introduce you to my little sister, Ivy. So here it is. I want to talk to you today about just expectations and how we, you and I do, and probably most people, but you and I definitely connect to control and controlling our life, controlling, coming from a place that if we just controlled enough, we could keep ourselves safe. We could keep our life going exactly how we expect it to. We had high expectations and kind of felt like if we just kept everything going and had enough hands in the fire, is that a saying? A hands in the fire? Pots in the fire? Irons in the fire. I don't know that one. So if we had enough of those, (laughs) that we could just keep everything going and Mm -hmm. keep control. And so... I really want to talk about kind of your life journey that I know you've taken just slowly through the through the years learning how you've had to let go of your expectations and how things can be disappointing. But yet in that disappointment of your expectations not being met, actually, you're fulfilling your hopes and dreams of the life you really wanted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's so true. I, I always say like this is the life that I'm currently living it's all of my dreams come true, but it was never my plan. Right. It was never the plan I set out to. Um, I really was, um, I feel like my future life was adventure with a lot of stability. And yes. I got heavy on the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Very seldom stability. Just a little sprinkle of stability exactly. here and there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stability has been much less in my life than I expected it to be. Whenever, ever since I met Lucas, honestly, just because um, once you involve animals into your life on a daily <laughs> basis, you never know what's going to happen. Right. You never know. Like, I mean, you guys have started getting to the point where you, you start family dinners without Ivy and Lucas because 
who knows when Ivy and Lucas will show up. Exactly. Our intention is to be there approximately 11 minutes late, but (laughs) oftentimes we will be hours (laughs) or whatever. You know, we're not even showing up. We get the text like, hey, we're not going to make it. Okay, well, it started an hour and a half ago, and we all kind of put that together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's kind of um, through my life. I feel like, especially like through adolescence, I gravitated towards so much more trying to control my relationships trying to control my life trying to keep everything in its box and I realized like I've always had a problem with um anxiety like anxiety's always been my fuel to keep me going it's my fuel for productivity um but what you find is when for me personally when I function on high levels of anxiety I find myself constantly um frustrated easily if the littlest thing doesn't go just as you expected so honestly like when I think of my adolescence it was so much frustration because I was never factoring in the reality that life doesn't always go or honestly life seldomly goes as As you you expect it right as you plan particularly because I know from my experience so many of my plans and expectations include other people Oh, so yeah. it's like, hello, boyfriend, you will do this tonight. Like you will, when I walk in the room, you will say this to me and then you will take me on this date and we will have this experience and you will not be, you know, what I, I mean, I can just remember when we were dating of having these expectations for like a date we would go on or this experience and you're like, I'm so disappointed that none of that went or even friends. Hello, friend, you will now treat me like this and our friendship will be this way. And you're like... No, because people aren't robots reading your mind and they have their own expectation of how they want their life to go. And when you are a person that thinks that you can have all your expectations Mm -hmm. met, particularly in your relationships and not just relationships, but your circumstances, I think anxiety really grows because the truth is, is very little of our circumstances or our relationships are in our control. It's this facade that we believe if we do it well enough that we will have control. But the truth is, is very little of it is in our control. And then if you're really good like us, like you just keep controlling harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you keep like yeah. doing more things to say, no, I will control this. Yeah. I will not let this go. Because letting go is weakness. Surrender is weakness. And so, yeah, I mean, I I definitely can connect to that. You know, and it's interesting that you said that because I was, I was a, I was single until I was 18 years old. So in my mind, any of my relationships or my dating life or when I finally got a boyfriend, like I, I did kind of expect like, okay, it was going to go this way. And this is how, you know, this is how dates were going to go. And when I met Lucas, I... Who was older than you. Yeah, like when you I were 18. Lucas, yeah. yeah, and when, he's how old? When I met Lucas, I had just graduated high school, and he was six years older. He had already graduated college. He was already, like, living his adult life. He already had his set of dreams. His life was moving forward, you know? So it wasn't like the typical high school dating experience whenever I mean honestly like it was early in our career and I mean in our relationship and I would say um like I remember like it was within the first month or two I looked at Lucas and I'm like well you're not going to tell me what to do (laughs) and we were like we were doing something I had nothing qualified to do I was like horseback or something we were doing something that was 
not appropriate probably for me to say you're not going to tell me what to do because I was not qualified to be doing right. uh, It's always good to take control. He stopped everything. And he was like, let's be clear. There will be times that I have to tell you what to do. And then you will do them. And like for me, I was like, honestly, I was surprised that I wasn't offended. Like that was like the first time I had probably respected a guy that was ever in a potential dating right situation for me because he was just very clear like I'm not saying this out of disrespect but yeah there will be times that I have to tell you what to do and honestly respecting men or boys especially my age it really wasn't ever something I prioritized which right could have alluded to the 18 years of singlehood <laughs> I mean, looking been, back, looking I back see. Thinking, um, that that could have been one of my reasons. Um, but I was a very strong personality, like we kind of had already said. I was, and I I always knew what I wanted, and there was something about Lucas that um, I so admired because when I met him, he already knew what he wanted. Like I said, like right. he had already he already knew where his life was going. And um, some of his big dreams he wanted to accomplish. And he wasn't going to stop his life for someone else. Right. Especially just to, like, go and do things like go to the movies or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, like, our dating life in general was a lot different than I ever expected. So, so fun. But, like, for example, I had never been on a first date. So, when uh, Lucas asked me to go on our first date, I was like, of course. Like, I told him... I told him that he could not, I would not be his girlfriend or I would not kiss him until he took me out on a date. And it took like a month for uh, like it, for him to even find a, a day that he was available to go on a date. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, um, and he was like, well, we're also going to go on a float trip before. Well, I'm like, okay, but the date's at what time? And he's like, I don't know. You know, I mean, like maybe <laughs> seven. I'll pick you up at seven, you know. And he's like, but we're going to float at one and like you were invited or he was floating at one yeah I was invited it was us and another couple we were really close to but he was like let's go float and then we can go our separate ways get ready for the date and then come back well I'm like naturally like realizing okay float trips how long's the float trip I don't know (laughs) he's like we'll just go down river and well you know we'll come back and then we'll go to the date and I'm like okay but if we're leaving at one and then he's like well we're actually leaving at two because she doesn't get off work till two and I'm okay okay, well, then that's seven and three. <laughs> like, it, I'm just like right. such a control freak. Like, I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, this is, that was honestly, that's the way the rest of my life would look. <laughs> like, oh, okay, and so you want to end two of pasture of cows before we get to right. this, you know, we have to be somewhere at six o'clock and we have 10 hours of things to do in three hours. Right. And we still press on forward and act as if those things were going to get done. Um, So, yeah. So, we go on this float trip and it's so fun. Like, it's just us and another couple. But we get lost. One, we get lost. How do you get lost on a river? So, we chose the wrong fork in the road. (laughs) It's really a metaphor. When two fork, when you come to the fork of the road. So, we ended up getting on the longer path of the river. So we get down, and then finally, um, we get to our truck, which we had parked one truck at the end of the river, and we parked another truck um, at, like, you know, where we were right. to Yeah, where you take started. Out. Yeah. And we get there, and I, every, 
we finally get to the end and everyone's like having fun we're jumping off a bridge and lucas comes around the corner and he's like so guys we have a problem <laughs> and i'm like okay like I'm, I'm just trying to be so cool because these people like live life they just like the like the cowboy culture like, <laughs> like wherever they're at they live right like there's not like what's next where are we going which i'll just say this if if i can just interject here please do. please let me interrupt please do it was not until you dated slash married lucas that i recognized cowboys are a thing real they're re- like it's not like a cowboy hat no and no. it's not that they just ride horses on the weekends like no. it is a life it's a culture it is like a whole thing that if you're not a part of it you just think it's a cowboy hat yeah and a cow oh, for sure and a horse for sure but it is not it is a life yeah it's a whole way of life yeah that's that. funny that you even said that because earlier this week i was actually thinking about this time uh the very first time i was driving and i had seen a bull breeding a cow and i was at a stop sign and there was it was just a random pasture and a bull was breeding a cow and i was traumatized like <laughs> i told probably a thousand people <laughs> i was like oh my gosh you guys look at what i just saw and not look but like i don't we didn't even have good cell phones yeah. right at that time but it was like i was telling everyone this story well it's funny now because i literally drink my coffee in the morning and i'm hoping i see my bull breeding a cow <laughs> Out my out my kitchen How window, life is, you know. The tables have turned. Like, I mean, it like hit me. I'm like, because we have a we. Well, we just took our bulls out, but whenever we have bulls turned out to pasture, you want your bulls to breed your cows, so you have the calves, and yeah. the, you know, so the cycle goes round and round. And it's I, called the circle of life. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've seen Lion yes. King, but now I was like, I caught myself drinking coffee and looking out the window this week, and I'm like, oh wow, the circle like. Just, we have come full this, circle. Yes, yes. That's so funny. But, um, oh yeah, so anyway, these like this culture, I it was nothing that came naturally for me, this like living in the moment, the right. not planning what we're doing Because next. the first date's a big deal. Oh, for sure. And like, for I sure. think all of us girls are thinking like, you're going to need to shower. Yeah. You're going to yes. need to blow dry your hair. Yes, You're going to exactly. need to make sure you have the outfit. I we're, mean... Yes. We're not going to go floating and go straight to a first date exactly. when you, at that point, have never even been kissed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, it goes back to expectations. Right. Like I expected how this was going to go. Right. And so far, my day had been better than I expected. Exactly. But I couldn't even really even notice that at the moment because... I was, I mean, you're just so uptight about those expectations and them coming to pass. So we get to the end of the river and I actually, I'm kind of thrown off guard that this is the story I'm going to tell, but it, so we get to the end of the river, Lucas just confidently walks around the bend and he just looks at us, Hey guys, uh, we left the keys in the car upright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And so I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Like what, what, what are we going to do? None of us have cell phones. None of us have car, like keys. None. I mean, we have nothing. We have a truck that has no keys to operate. And so, um, we kind of like sit there for a little bit and he, Lucas kind of like disappears, not concerned at all. Like he, he has, he's just cool and collected. Like, Hey, we don't have keys, 
but yes, we're in the middle of nowhere. And um, he kind of like leaves and disappears. I'm, and nobody else is concerned. I'm like, okay, guys, what are we going to do? You know, like I got my first date. What are we going to do? And um, he comes back around and he's like, so I found a trailblazer up the road and it has the keys in it. Oh my gosh. He's like, but he's like, how about us guys stay here? And so if someone comes to get the car, we can just say, hey guys, we just borrowed it really quickly. <laughs> and we'll bring it back. And everyone was like, okay. And I am the only one that's like, hey. so that's theft. <laughs> like, even though our hearts are in good, like in a good place, like that Did is Did he think illegal. he lived in Alaska? Yeah. I, and that's that. I just can't even describe like that. It's just the nature of these, this group of people, you know? And they were like, yeah, sure. They'll understand. Like you guys hang out and just let them know we borrowed it. And we're probably 20 minutes away from the vehicle at that point. And um, so me and the other girl just jump in the car. I'll never forget. It was a trailblazer. I like had some towels. I'm like, we don't want to get their seats wet because they didn't offer this to us. (laughs) So we get some towels. I mean, like put them like put them on the seats and stuff and me and her just go drive i mean we're probably 20 minutes away from our vehicle to go get she we're driving and i'm like oh my gosh like i can't believe we're doing this and she's in the car and like finally once we had stepped away from the guy she's like me either i'm getting really nervous and i'm like okay this is the reaction i was thinking we needed to have um i had never done crime before and i didn't know if this was normal and she's like no i've never done crime either and so we finally get the truck and bring both the vehicles back well the guys are just like waiting there we pull in as if we're just like as if we did intentionally steal the vehicle right. and weren't intending to give it back we pull in we put it in park we all just go our separate ways and and then lucas takes me home to t- go for like take a shower get oh ready my. for the date you know what time and, was it oh it remember? was probably like six so anyway we ended two. up having to move the date back 45 minutes go okay. to a late movie instead and like it just worked out and honestly, I feel like that's like kind of the essence of my relationship with Lucas. Like, oh, it just, it really does just work out. Like right. you don't have to have a thousand plans. Sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a have plan. A, have a loose structure yeah. <laughs> and yeah. allow it to Yeah, but shape. there was just something about um, the culture, like we said, that it was honestly exactly what I needed to heal that control freak within me that living in the moment and that was that was the medicine my heart needed right honestly for 12 years I mean I don't even feel like it's become more natural for me it's probably been the last two to three years where that's even more of my natural reaction not to plan or force or you know whatever but I know you have impacted some of like Lucas's like you guys have joined a little bit. Like, he he embraces what you bring to the table, too. 100%. But, like, you recognize that. I think it's so crazy how much our plans and our expectations can steal from us. And I think that in life, if we do not let things go and kind of read the situation... And take what is being created right at that moment instead of being, forcing what we expected into the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, I know I have been there so many times where it's just like I completely ruin experiences because 
I needed control. Mm-hmm. And I have learned in different ways, not with Lucas or, or craft, <laughs> in more in more healthy, <laughs> good ways, like really good ways I've learned. Yeah. No, but I've learned that... <clears throat> Like, we all want our life to be an adventure. Yeah. But if you have that control side, you want to have a planned adventure. And you want only the adventure that you plan for and can control. And that's, I mean, that's no one's life. Like, nobody's controlling everything. And I do think that people with high levels of anxiety tend to have high desire to control. And it's the fact that we are constantly bombarded with the realization we can't control things that gives us anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what happens if it doesn't go? And sometimes it goes exactly as we expected, but we were still anxious that it won it. Mm-hmm. And then many times it doesn't go as we expected. And then we're just frustrated with someone or life or our job or whatever it is that is the thing that didn't go as we expect. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that's really surprised me too as um, you begin to heal the journey of a perfectionist or control Um, something that gravitates towards control is if you would have taken a snapshot of Lucas on that day and me on that day and our personality traits, the thing that surprised me the most is that living a life surrendered to God actually is more similar to Lucas's style of life. Like he, God is so in the moment that very seldom whenever you surrender your life to him is he okay step a step b but step c like oftentimes you're like hey god we're on a what is b and he's right let's do f right let's do right you know let's skip ahead to j or whatever and i'm like i'm still like okay that's fine but what's b right you know and he's like oh, we'll get back around to B, right. you know? And I think that has surprised me a lot. Um, it's helped me better understand my relationship with God whenever I do realize that so much of that planning and expectation did stifle so much of my faith. Right. Like, and I'm not even saying like, I'm not even saying we're just people that are always like, no, it'll, it's up to faith. Faith will decide. But to some degree, like, it did suffocate so much of my ability to be a faithful person right. because I was constantly, maybe God would give me like a little glimpse and I would be like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and do B, C, and D so that way you don't have to worry about it. And right. he's actually like, no, I really want to dive into this process with you. Right. I really want to be in the moment with you. Right. And I think I've been thinking lately about that scripture that says, uh, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And I have so started living more in that direction where I do have somewhat of an idea of where I want to go. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what feels right at this moment. And I've also learned how much disappointment has to go with that journey. Because with anyone that has a plan you have an idea of where you're headed. And so, Mm -hmm. hey, I feel called to go here. Like you felt called to have a certain life or a certain marriage and you did want adventure and you did want uh, what you did, what what you, you wanted what you have, but the expression of it was so much different than you would have ever guessed. And 
if you would have held on and made your plans also each step be exactly what you wanted, you wouldn't have ended up where you would. You would have been somewhere different of how you expected it to be. And I think that is what is interesting. It's like, I do believe in a vision for our life. Like, I think each mm-hmm. person should know what is your dream? What is your hope? What is your your goals? Or what are your hopes for your marriage or for your life, your plans, businesses? What do you want to do with your life? And have those and hold them. But mm-hmm. understand that the steps to get that promise or the expression of exactly what it's going to look like will absolutely be different than you think. And the truth is, is that God wants to take those, that experience, and he wants it to be something that creates you into a beautiful person, that, that Mm -hmm, you will be unveiled, you will be redeemed, you, your identity will be unveiled through this journey. And like you, when you went to seek a partner and you went to create a marriage, you didn't want to find an experience that helps you grow and heal. That was not your, (laughs) what you would like was maybe someone else you could grow and heal, but you didn't need any healing or help Mm -hmm. because you were good, right? And that's what we all do is like, in order not to feel vulnerable, in order not to feel exposed or weak or broken, we feel we are good And we look for others to control and heal or whatever that be. And then when we put ourselves, when we really partner and we live this life that we're supposed to live, we go on these adventures. And as we go through those things, whether that be a good experience or something fun like a marriage or things like we've talked about in the past, like a bankruptcy or things like just life struggles, those are the gifts that we can become who we were created to be instead of these expectations that we expected it all to look like. For sure. I completely agree. Yeah. And in an odd way, my, all of my dreams have come true, but it was nothing that I expected. And all of my dreams so far, I mean, like you said, I continue to have vision for what's to come and hopes for what's to come. And, um, Lucas and the lifestyle he had to offer our life um, was exactly what I needed because I, in in my given day, I'm constantly having to surrender the control. Something always goes a little differently than I expected it would go. And a little dose of healing every day can get you a long way in 12 years. Granted, you have your you have your days where you have a large dose, but I think um, for me it was just a constant everyday surrendering those expectations and realizing that the real story that's happening is more beautiful than than I would have even had if everything would have gone as planned. Absolutely, and that's what I would really encourage you, um, anyone that's listening. I would encourage you to own that. Okay, let me say this differently. I want to encourage you to look at what are your hopes and dreams? What do you feel called to create with your life? Because those are important and that matters. And it is nothing to, I'm all about holding on to those things because I do think we have to hold on and we have to fight for the life that we are created to live. However, fighting for the life we, create, we were created to live 
actually has a lot of surrender involved. And we have to let go of our expectations and our disappointment and recognizing, what am I supposed to do now? But we have to let go of how we expect it to be and know that each each season, everything's going to turn out a little bit different than we expect. And it's not about our life going exactly how we think it should. It's about going with what is right at this step. Like, what piece do we have today? And like your life led you to Lucas and you felt complete peace Mm -hmm. to partner with that, even though there's been times that were like, whoa, I did not see this life coming. But following that peace and recognizing it didn't mean you let go of the hopes and the dreams you had for your life. It just meant they were expressed very differently. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. And I, I love living life with you and love living these adventures with you. And I am excited to have you on again. And I know that while everyone cannot, cannot relate to all the cows and the poop, (laughs) but I know that we can all relate to having things work out differently than we expect and having to let go of that control. And I know that there's a lot of people that have that really connect to that. Just, wow, that did not go how I expected. Or maybe my life is not going how I expected. But when we look at it and we can say and find the beauty in that, the beauty is that it isn't exactly how we expect. Like that's the value and the beauty. And I just really thank you for coming on and sharing your journey and your story. And I'm sure we'll see you again soon. No problem. I was glad to do it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And we'll see you guys back here on Monday for our, um, many meaningful podcasts. So thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, would you do me a favor and write a review or share it with a friend? That'd be so awesome. If you'd like to stay in touch with with Redemption Unveiled, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or my website, redemptionunveiled.com. And if you'd like to follow my personal page on Insta, it's Haley.Marie.Carter. Thanks guys. Now start or keep on building a life that fulfills you. Your life is today. See you next time.